Welcome to the Limitless Mindset Podcast. My name is Blake Clark, and I am the founder and visionary of Limitless Real Estate and also the team lead of the Clark team. My goal with this podcast is to show you that your possibilities are truly limitless with the right mindset and outlook on life. On this podcast, you're going to hear from not only myself, but also other members within our brokerage as well as my team. And we're going to be discussing all things real estate, mindset, goal setting, and what it takes to build a good business and succeed in life. Thanks so much for joining us and welcome. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Limitless Mindset Podcast. I wanted to pop in here. And uh, today is going to be a little bit different, guys. We're not doing any interviews with anybody. Uh, today is going to be kind of a two-part thing. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the uh, real estate market here in Arizona, honestly, and across the country. It's been a hot topic over this past week, so I want to address that, uh, kind of what's going on, what you guys can expect. And then also, the second part of this is going to be uh, tailored towards uh, real estate professionals, realtors, uh, probably some lenders would get some value out of some of this too, on what you guys need to be doing over the next next six to eight months uh, to stay relevant in this industry during a market shift. All right, guys. So here's what's going on in the market, guys. I just wanted to address this right now. I'm seeing so much misinformation out there. Oh my gosh, the market's crashing. It's the end of the world. You guys turn on the news. You guys see every headline out there. It's all cumbersome. And guys, you know, the, the reality of this is, is as with anything in life, uh, you're going to have people that are reactionary and you're going to have people that actually look at stats and data. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a stats and data guy. I don't really lead decisions with emotion. I look at things, you know, especially if you're in business, being in the business that I am, I am in a real estate business. I own rental properties. I invest in properties. I climb hire me to make sure that they're making the best uh, decisions when it comes to buying and selling homes. This is my job. So I'm obviously immersed in it day after day. So I let the data do the talking. Uh, like I said, I don't get too emotional when it comes to real estate. Numbers are numbers. Facts are facts. What's going on in the economy is what's going on in the economy. These are all things that uh, neither you nor I can change. So all we can do is look at the data and make our decisions based off of that. So here's the thing, guys. The reality of this is the market is not going to crash. Uh, I think what happens, too many people got uh, used to this hyperinflated market that we've been in for the last two years, and they have now, uh, in ways, have, you know, looked at this as the new norm. And that's just not the reality. That's not what a real estate market looks like. That's not a traditional market. Um, I can tell you guys something. When I got into real estate back in 2015, and we were listing properties, I can tell you right now that if I had sold a house in the very first weekend, uh, I would almost have pissed off sellers, right? They're like, you sold my house too cheap. It went way too fast. I knew we should have priced it higher. Like they're almost disappointed if it's sold in a weekend, guys, <laughs> which is kind of funny because here we are full circle now. And, uh, you know, the things are, you know, if they takes longer than a weekend to sell, the seller's pissed off, you know, and guys, you just have to take your emotions out of this. And you guys have to understand what is going on. Uh, every market is cyclical. Every market goes up. Every market goes down. Uh, it's totally normal, guys, especially for those of you guys that have been around a long time, a lot longer than I have, right? You get some, some of you guys have been buying and selling houses since the sixties and seventies, and you should not be surprised by this. So here's the deal guys going into 2019, we were already semi undersupplied on inventory. And just so you guys know, I'm going to speak to the Phoenix market because that's where uh, we are at. This is where we operate. This is where we do business at. And in the Phoenix market in a normal, healthy market, guys, we were seeing, you know, 19,000 was considered low 22, 23 to 24,000 active homes on the market at any given time. Uh, these last years, guys, uh, leading into the beginning of the year, we had 3,500 houses on the market. We were way, 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 
way under inventory, which is what created an auction format of the housing market. That's where you guys put a house on the market. You're getting 5, 10, 15, 20. You know, I had one property I listed earlier in the year, guys, that had 52 offers on it back in February. That is extremely unrealistic, and that is not a sustainable housing market. However, most people think that now that that is going back to normal, uh, which ironically, we had so many people that said, I can't wait for the market to level. I can't wait for things to normal and, and slow down so I can buy a house. Here we are. And these are also the same people now saying the market's crashing and that's their new excuse for not wanting to buy or not wanting to sell. Guys, you have to take the emotions out of this stuff. You guys have to look at this from a logical perspective when you guys are making decisions when especially when it comes time to buying and selling a home or any other thing that's going on in the market right now, guys, it's a supply and demand issue. So with that being said, you know, heading into 2019, where you're already under uh, undersupplied on homes, Phoenix is a hot spot. There's a ton of growth out here. Uh, our market is booming as far as jobs, as far as affordability for other surrounding states right now. Um, so we were already heading into a tighter supply 2020 hits. And for those of you guys that uh, were in the real estate market, you know, buying or selling around the time that a COVID had hit, which was going into March, uh, right into April, uh, things were still pretty hot. They were warmed up and then COVID hit. And I can tell you guys from experience that week for houses that we were under contract on, they all canceled on me for my listings, uh, which was to be expected. There was a lot of market uncertainty in that. Uh, so what did the feds do? You know, the market starts to slow down and stall and everybody's kind of freaking out like, oh my gosh, we're going to head into a recession. You know, that's the day the stock markets took a crap, you know, and everybody was freaking out about it. And then what did the government do? They came in and said, okay, we're going to put some stimulus plans in place here to help people. Right. So, uh, that came in the form of many different things across many different ranges. Uh, one of those being they dropped interest rates dramatically low guys. We were talking, you know, we got down into the twos for a while there in 2020 going into 2021, uh, 2% interest rates, which is a historical low, but they did that on purpose to stimulate spending and they made it almost irresistible for people not to buy a house and it boosted affordability. Mind you, this was already taking place in a market where we we're extremely low on inventory. So what happens when you're low on inventory? You got more people fighting for houses. It's going to bid houses up. Then what happens when you drop interest rates down uh, and make affordability even more affordable for people? Guess what? Now that causes an even greater supply and demand. Houses get bid up even more. Uh, and then what happens with COVID uh, when construction can't happen, you know, uh, you can't get supplies, can't get materials. So there's no new builds entering the market. So what happens to the resale market, guys? Prices go up even further. So it was almost a perfect storm of things that were happening uh, combined with that on the COVID side of things, right? Uh, a lot of people weren't required to return back to the office. You know, they're working from home. A lot of jobs said, you know, man, we don't really need this office. We don't need the overhead on this property right now. Uh, go ahead, employees, go ahead and stay home. We're not going to have you guys come into the office to work anymore. Uh, we're going to go ahead and save that overhead. You can keep your job. Well, guess what? Now that they don't have to drive into an office, their, their home does not have to be tied to a geographical location within vicinity of their driving of their office. They can go move. We saw a a lot of people relocate to Arizona because they were able to maintain their jobs, uh, you know, through telecommuting and working from home in other states to keep that salary, but move to a more affordable place, which was AKA here, guys. Guess what that does now causes an even greater supply uh, issue that we're running into, which is going to push the housing prices high, guys. So it was a multitude of things that were causing our housing prices to go through the friggin' roof. Great news for sellers. If you guys bought a house back then, early 2020, you guys all, uh, 
you know, you made a killing on appreciation. I know I did with some of our rental properties. I know a lot of my uh, buyers that bought houses going into 2019, 2020 before that, they saw great appreciation. But you guys have to understand that was not a normal market. That was a small blip. That was a kind of like an anomaly in the real estate market. It's never happened like that before. Um, aside from 2008, which was a completely different environment where again, you were able to get loans for cheap, very easy. You hardly had to qualify for loans and people were buying multiple houses because they were hedging on the real estate market as an investment with able to get loans, basically, if you just had a dang pulse, right, even though they on paper couldn't qualify for these loans, there wasn't as many checks and balances as there are in this uh, market, guys, and then I want to bring up another thing that is also absolutely driving our market, uh, which is kind of the dark horse, which is the hedge funds that were in here buying up all of these rental properties, right, as the stock market start to plummet, uh, it's not considered a stable ROI for investments, hedge funds roll their funds over into real estate, the single family homes, the majority of what they were buying out here was that, you know, 550k down three bed, four bed, uh, home, no pool, no solar, it which ironically, guys, that's like your first time starter home, right? That's what they're buying right now. They were buying up so many houses. So again, that market got super competitive. So as you guys are seeing, it's a lot of things that were contributing to our housing supply just completely drying up, which as supply dries up, housing prices go up as well, right? Supply and demand, guys. So you guys have to understand this. It's not that our market was doing amazing. It was doing great. It, it, guys, it was just we were extremely undersupplied, right? What we're experiencing now is on top of that, um, which we're going to talk about here is the feds basically pumped trillions of dollars into our economy. Uh, people weren't required to make their mortgage payment for six to eight months. They were able to just tack it onto the end. So they took that money and they spent it on other things. Uh, there were stimulus programs in place to help people get through. And then again, the feds dumped trillions of dollars into our economy, which increased spending, which shot inflation through the roof as you interjected all this extra money into it. Um, you know, interest rates were dirt cheap. Affordability was high. And honestly, guys, on paper, people felt like they were richer than what they really were. Uh, they were spending money that they probably shouldn't have been spending in, a, in an environment like that. It pushed the prices high, guys. So what's happening now is that was not sustainable, guys. Everybody has to understand that. If you take the emotion out of it and you stand back and you say, okay, on that trajectory of prices rising as fast as they are, everything being as expensive as it is, gas hitting six, but how high can we go? How high can we push this thing before it just snaps and crumbles, right? So this is where the Fed steps in and says, okay, we're going to do our thing and try to slow this down. Well, what do they do? They slow it down by bumping interest rates up to, to basically get people to stop spending money. That's what it is. We're going to stop spending money. And when people stop spending money, prices come back down. And that's what curbs inflation, guys. So you have to understand that what is happening right now is number one, it's necessary. Number two, it is all by design. This isn't something that just happened. It's not just some Something that people woke up one day and said, oh my God, the housing market's crashing. That's not the case, guys. Interest rates have been doubling because again, people are trying to slow the inflation down. Ironically, the inflation that they created with all these stimulus programs and money that they pumped into our system. So what does that mean? What's going to happen to the housing market, guys? Now that we have diagnosed how we got here, what's going on, what to expect, is the market going to crash? That's what everybody's freaking out about. Should I buy now? Should I sell now? It's, should I sell my house now? Is the market going to completely tumble? I'm going to lose all my equity. Uh, should I buy and you know, should I not buy? What if the market you know, goes down? Here's the thing, guys. The market's not going to crash. I'm going to share something with you guys. So as of today, today's June 25th, uh, there is just under 14,000 active listings on the market. Out of those 14,000 active listings, uh, 
just under 12,000 of those are single family homes. Now, if you guys remember what I was telling you, in a normal market in Phoenix, we're like 22 to 24,000 houses actively on the market. We're not even halfway there, guys. Not even halfway there yet, just yet. We're barely halfway. So you guys have to understand that. What feels unusual right now, as in seeing a house sit for a couple of weeks on the market, seeing some price reductions, guys, if you completely cut out the last two years out of the housing market and you go back to, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, guys, houses sat on the market for 30, 60, 90 days. Some of them didn't even sell. A lot of them would do price cuts. It wasn't unusual to see seller concessions. That is a normal real estate market, guys. What you've experienced in the last two years is not normal. So if you're comparing what's happening right now to the last two years and you're assuming it's crashing, no. What's happening is it's adjusting. It's adjusting by design. Again, people are, you know, the feds, aka people, the feds are raising the interest rates to slow things down right now. I'm trying to slow down the inflation. Otherwise, things are going to get out of control and get even more expensive. It's not a win-win for anybody, right, guys? So you got to slow it down. So What's happening now is things are leveling out. Here's what you guys can expect. I don't expect housing prices to come down or drop. I'm just going to be very honest with you guys. They're not going to drop. Uh, you're going to see some price cuts, but those are mainly from the people that are overpricing those houses. A lot of agent strategy and a lot of seller strategy these last couple of years was, you know, if my neighbor's house sold for $550, i am going for $600 or I'm going for, you know, $580. If whatever their price was, I'm going higher than that. And sometimes they would get it, honestly, with such a, you know, short supply of inventory, you can basically name your price. Well, guess what? That's going to get back to the way things used to be now uh, where the sellers don't have as much control. They don't get to just say, here, buyer, write me a blank check. I'm going to you know fill this out. It doesn't work that way, guys. So with that being said, though, we're still undersupplied. We still have a shortage of homes on the market right now. Not enough new builds are being built. Uh, we still have a massive backlog in the supply chain that's causing you know delays in building, delays in remodels. Uh, so we're still there, guys. We're still in a shortage right now. Again, sellers, uh, as of right now, sellers do still have a, a stronghold on the market. With that being said, I do think it's going to balance out. Probably come, I would say August. I, I would guess we're probably going to be touching about eighteen to nineteen k homes on the market if we go at this current pace that we're going at, which is going to put us close to a balanced market by that point. Again, doesn't mean we're crashing, guys. It just means the market is adjusting exactly what it should be. It cannot continue to go on this growth appreciation curve uh, indefinitely. It's completely impossible. We've had a massive run over the last, you know, I think we had like 120 something months so far of positive gross uh, growth in all these homes, guys. So you guys have to understand that right now. Um, so again, what to expect? Well, here's what you can expect. You're not going to see a lot of sellers get away with listing their house, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 K over the comps. That's probably not a good strategy. I wouldn't recommend that. I'd recommend pricing your home uh, where the market says it should be priced at. Uh, agents, you guys are going to be looking at a couple of different things. You guys are going to be looking at not uh, not just closed comps because here's the problem is a couple of sales from four or five months ago, you got closed sales that were a little bit higher than what they should have been, you know, because maybe there's an extreme shortage in that neighborhood. You got to look at what's actively on the market, who you guys are going to be competing against, right? As inventory builds, that's going to kind of cause the flow of where your guys' listing pricing should be. Who are you guys competing against? When those houses close, there might have only been two other houses for sale. Now there might be 14 for sale in that neighborhood you're competing against. 
Houses going in a weekend are probably not going to be happening. So if you guys, for example, you guys have a new build under contract and uh, maybe your strategy was, okay, we're going to go and get our current house sold about 60 days before that new build closes and it'll close just in time. And then we're going to get a lease back for 30 days. Probably not a good strategy, guys. It's going to take a while for that house to sell. It's probably going to be start, you know, we're going to see common houses sit on the market 30, 60 days, maybe 90 days. So I would stretch out that timing a little bit more. Uh, you're going to start seeing seller concessions come back. And what that means is, is you're going to see where a buyer puts an offer in and then ask the seller to give them some concessions. A common one right now with interest rates being as high as they are, they might start asking sellers to give some concessions to put towards their uh, interest rates to buy down some points to get that interest rate back to an affordable level. Um, I do suspect interest rates are going to come back down. They're high right now. Once the inflation is curbed or once it starts to slow, I do expect the feds to basically lower the rates back down. Um, It's going to be, you know, on on their end, which in turn is going to cause the housing market interest rates supposedly to come down, which we do project. I mean, is it high right now? Six and a half, seven percent. Sure. I guess you consider that high compared to what we have seen over the last couple of years. But keep in mind, over the last decade of, of interest rates, six percent is actually pretty dang normal. Back when I bought my first house in 2009, my interest rate at that time, and I had a great credit score as a first time home buyer, it was like 6.4 percent, I think, at that time. Uh, which was considered an absolutely phenomenal deal. So, uh, for being a first time home buyer. So, just things to take into consideration, guys. You guys can't gauge what is going to come back down the pipeline when things level out to what was happening these last two years. The last two years, you almost have to throw that out of the window because that's not a normal housing market. Days on market wasn't normal. Housing, you know, year over year increases wasn't normal. None of that stuff was normal, guys. So just please uh, get that in your head. I just again, I'm making this because I see so many posts over the last, you know, couple weeks of just so much misinformation out there. People not understanding, you know, the the general supply chain, the, you know, the general economy, not understanding how inflation works, not understanding. I mean, here's the deal, guys, any time is a good time to buy or sell. Even right now, there's a great time out right now to go buy Are prices going to drop. Nope. Are they going to level out or I still think they're going to increase probably another six to 10%. If I had to guess over the next year, it's just going to happen slowly. We're not going to see a 20 or 18% increase like we've seen these last couple of years, year over year. But here's the thing, guys, go buy the house, but get in the house and the interest is high. And guess what? When the interest rates come back down, refi into a lower rate, guys, because you're still losing money by renting or doing whatever you're doing, basically sitting there waiting for you know the time to go on because the house most likely is going to be more expensive. The prices I project are still going to continue to go up for those quality houses that are being put on the market right now. So this leads me into the second part of this podcast, guys, and this is going to be dedicated to those of you guys that are in the uh, real estate business right now. Like I said, whether primarily as as realtors, but uh, this could probably help some of you lenders as well and, and title reps and Guys, the reality is, is these last two uh, years in the market made a lot of people think that they were better than you are. I'm just going to say it how it is. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. You had to have, you didn't have to have good skill. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, if you were able to network a little bit, maybe you knew your neighbor, your sister, your cousin, whatever, and you put their house up for sale, you hardly had to do jack shit and the house would sell. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you put it up on the market. Anything was easy to sell in the last couple of years. You hardly had to do anything. And I think moving forward, guys, if you don't step your game up over these next six to eight months, uh, you're going to be gone. I think you're going to get left in the wind. We saw a lot of people enter the industry over the last couple of years because it looked great, looked fun. It was super easy to sell houses. But 
please understand that uh, if you are a newer agent, what you have experienced in the last two years is not the normal for the market, right? You're going to have to up your seller conversation. You're going to have to learn how to price homes a lot more accurately. You know, before the, with the market being as, as you know, tight as it was and housing prices going up like crazy, it didn't really matter almost what you listed at in some cases. You could just kind of get in the general vicinity and the market's just going to bid it up. That is going to be uh, super important now as you go to price houses when you're competing against, you know, you got 20,000 other homes on the market, strategically pricing a home and then understanding why you're priced there and understanding how you can command that price and understanding how when you have another agent that calls you and says, hey, where you come up with your numbers, why are you pricing in this way? Truly understanding why you're pricing that house where it is and being able to stand on that is going to be super important. Uh, having the ability to have a network or a database of uh, potential buyers, right? If you're a listing agent and you're out there trying to find deals for investors to keep your business going on top of the traditional business, you guys got to be a multi-versatile agent like you guys have heard me talked about in the past. If you're just an agent that's out there, you know, hardly doing anything, you're you're going to struggle, guys. If you guys have like, oh, I only work with buyers and oh, I'm going to list a house and you don't have a way to market that. You don't have a system. You don't have a process. You don't have a database to market your homes to. You don't have a database of past buyers that, you know, you know what they're looking for. Investors, you know, potential landlords that are looking for investment properties and you don't have a list of that to go out and help find them deals. You guys are going to struggle, I think, to be honest with you guys. Uh, for those of you guys that aren't creative, you guys don't know different ways of marketing and generating business. You don't know different ways of marketing uh, your clients' homes out there. You guys are going to get uh, ran over. I'm going to be very honest. I, I say this very bluntly because I do think it is going to get super competitive. But here's the thing. In these kind of markets where things level out, it creates a massive divide. The ones that know what the heck they're doing and a lot of the agents that are experienced and have been in the market prior to 2020 did very well in a a leveled out balanced market and they had, they were at scale, they're going to dominate because they already have the, the systems and the processes in place to do well. They already know how to generate leads. They know how to market. They know how to do all of those things. Uh, if you're a brand new agent right now and you don't have a lead gen system in place, uh, whether you're doing paid traffic, whether you're doing door knocking, whether you're doing mailers, everything, you guys are most likely probably going to get left in the dust. I'm going to be very honest with you right now. This is the benefit of uh, you know, aligning yourself with a brokerage or aligning yourself with a team that uh, knows how to lead gen. They know how to show you how to win in a stagnant environment where things are leveling out or there's markets adjusting. Because again, if you're a solo agent, you've only ever experienced these last two years, it's going to look extremely different for this next year for you guys. And you're going to struggle. I, I, I say that very clearly uh, in hopes that you guys go out and you guys try to find uh, new ways to hone in your skills and survive in an environment like this, or go align your guys's with brokerages or with team leads that know how to win in this environment. They have the resources to win in these environments because it's going to be hard for you guys. Again, um, uh, I get kind of excited because from an investor opportunity for me, there's a lot of investment opportunities that are going to be out there. I think there's going to be some great deals out there. I think that uh, it's good news for us agents that have been in the business for a while or those newer agents that are 100% bought into their business and they're reinvesting in themselves and they're doing things right and they're actually building a true business, right? And what I mean by a true business is you have marketing channels in place. You have a CRM in place. You set up time to go network. You set up time to, to make phone calls. Uh, you set up time to go out and you know study data on the neighborhoods. That's a business. That's where you're, you're not just sitting at home and waiting for somebody to call you or you know get a referral here and there and do a deal or two. You guys are going to 
to get left in the dust in these next uh, few months. I'm just telling you guys right now, recommendation to survive would be, again, get out there and align yourselves with people that were in the business prior to 2020 uh, that know how to win and know how to have the resources. Because again, it's really easy to get deals when the market's super hot and everybody wants to sell and prices are going so high that sellers didn't really, you know, they just couldn't refuse the offer of what they're getting for their house. In a normal market, guys, it's all about your creativity and your ability to scale, your ability to create leads for yourself, uh, your ability to stay consistent and put systems and processes in place to make sure that you could actually survive and thrive uh, in a traditional normal real estate market. So hopefully this is helpful for you guys. I just wanted to clear the air on this. Again, it, it's going to be an interesting shift. I'm looking forward to it. It was much needed. There's amazing opportunities out there. Again, guys, it's still a seller's market. Sellers, your houses are still going to sell. Don't worry. You just need to focus on pricing them right. Buyers, get out there. Now's your time to shine. You know, we had so many buyers that were, you know, getting beat out by hedge funds. And good news is, guys, as of right now, hedge funds have slowed way down. What does that mean? For those of you first-time home buyers, or those of you buyers that were shopping 450 k and under, you guys have way less less competition than you did before. Get out there now while you can lock in a house, get a deal, refinance into a lower rate later on down the road, guys. There's opportunities in every market. People don't just stop not having to buy, not having to sell. Guys, life happens, divorce happens, job transfers happen. People have kids, kids move out. People still need to move in markets, guys. You guys have to understand that. It's just your job to get creative with it and find solutions for people that make the most sense to help their families. Again, the creativity is going to come in massively on this. So hopefully this was helpful for some of you guys. Uh, again, if you guys ever have any questions, I'm always free. Find me on social media, Blake Sells AZ. You guys can find me on Facebook. You know, Drop me a DM, call, text. I'm always happy to answer any questions you guys may have. And as always, guys, get out there, crush it. If you guys found value in today's episode, I ask that you guys share this with anybody that you think may... Uh, benefit from hearing this. Obviously, I do this for free. I do this to help you guys. I do this to uh, help obviously impact other people that are looking to grow and scale and improve their life. So all I ask is that you guys do share this with somebody that you think it could help and benefit. I greatly appreciate it.